This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Come for the craft beer, bourbon, whiskey, and great drinks. Stay for the conversations. Here's your host, Jonathan Green. Welcome into another episode. I hope you're having a great day, a great week, a great month. I can't believe the calendar's already flipped to May. Man, time is flying by here in 2022. We got a great episode for you coming up. Get to, get you those details in here in a second. Don't forget to check out check us out on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. We're also on YouTube. You don't want to miss out on our taste test. We just did some hard Mountain Dews. Got some great bourbons and some uh, canned cocktails coming up. You don't want to miss those. Again, those are our taste tests. They're also at hopspirits.com where you can fa- find all of our past episodes uh, from the bar conversations and our new one, the Q&A, questions and alcohol. But I don't want to waste any more time. We got a great chat with um, Hudson Valley Country Rock Group and our tasting notes, which is next, is with Chad Watson on bourbon prices. Enjoy the show. It's almost time. Where did I where, where did I put those? Here they are. <laughs> it's time for tasting notes. Joining us here for another tasting notes is Chad Watson, aka My Daily Bourbon on Instagram, part of the Bourbon Life crew, and just an all around good guy. Chad, welcome back. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, Jonathan. Thank you so much, and well, uh, thank you for having me. I almost said welcome for having me. <laughs> well, you're welcome, and, and thank you for for, for, for joining me. <laughs> so, and uh, I don't think we're, we've had too many drinks tonight at all. Uh, but, <laughs> but we're here to talk about some drinks. First one. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, and it's kind of an interesting topic because um, for those that are into you know getting whiskeys, bourbons, trying to find some new stuff to try, um, or even just finding their, their old favorites, I feel like uh, they're, they're seeing some things that um, probably are hurting their wallet. And it's not just because of inflation. No, uh, you you are one hundred percent correct. I mean, there's a there's glass shortage right now. Um, there's supply chain issues with distribution and deliveries. There's a lack of truck drivers. I mean, there's a barrel shortage coming up. There's grain shortage. There's the rye shortage from Russia that's happening right now in Ukraine. So I mean, it's a plethora of stuff that's happening, and all the while just increasing the prices of you know our native Native American spirit of whiskey. And and it's an interesting topic because it, it really hit home when, when when I was talking to you or asking maybe some topics because I literally just saw um, a new brand. I'm not going to name them at the moment because I haven't actually got to talk to them, but I know their price point is going to be coming in at like 250 for for a bottle that you know could be some could consider just the same old as something else on the shelf because it's coming from MGP or it's sourced from somewhere. What what's your thoughts on right. some of these prices going up and are we hitting like a scotch level thing here where um, you're, you're going to be paying thousands of dollars for things? So, I mean, we, we've kind of already had that with, I mean, Kentucky Out Dry State launched at $1,000. Uh, these whistle pigs are uh, coming out at five, six, seven hundred plus. You've got the Heaven's Door from Bob Dylan. Um, their bootleg series coming out. I think the newest one's like 600, 650. So we're seeing all these LEs slowly creeping up in price towards scotch territory. But then you got your basic things like wild turkey rare breed because there's a glass shortage going on right now. They're not able to produce very much of it and they've up increased the price. So I was in Kroger, picked this bottle up. It was $51 and uh, hold on. It was $51 on sale from $67. I've never seen a $16 price, you know, decrease or uh, adjustment or a sale before, but that lets me know that 
they have they are doing it just because like Kroger is is raising the price on this just because um, because I can tell you that most retailers are are going to charge a certain percentage above cost usually 20 to 30 percent above what they what their cost is on it um, but if they can take something and mark it down sixteen dollars then most retailers are going to follow suit I mean Kroger is the number one liquor purchaser in the United States so if they're going to do that it's going to start happening which will then lead to i mean if you have a 40 dollars bottle on sale 11 dollars above its national average um then I, I think we will slowly start seeing these everyday bottles creep up i mean you have to look at scotch like mccallan and stuff going from like a 50 dollars price point four or five years ago to now over 60 sometimes 70 for just their entry level bottle i don't think we will get that bad but I do think we will start seeing all the limited editions from these brands uh, creeping towards that, you know, that four-digit number um, ever so slightly just below it, if not above it. I was going to say, uh, when, you, when you're listening off, I was thinking of Barrow and some of their gray labels coming in at you know, mm-hmm. 250 on average, 500 for their, for their gold label ones. And now granted, you are getting some old, older whiskeys, and obviously with time, um, everything goes up. Um, but... I do find it interesting, too, because I feel like a lot of even entry point now f- for brands is in that $50 range. Now, it could be some of the newer brands and so forth and up. And I feel like it's kind of almost hard to justify things that you haven't had uh, being at such a price point when you can find some pretty good things at $20, $30. Uh, but is 50 and 60 kind of maybe the, the new level for a, for a lot of a lot of these bottles? Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, I mean... And I hate to say that like $50 is the new 35, but I mean, so just a, a, you know, Green Rivers bourbon at $35 is this is my new, everything has to compete with this. Um, every new product that a distillery puts out, every new entry level or like standard level, it used to be New Riff. Um, new Riff or Wilderness Trail to Wilderness Trail's prices went up, um, but this is now that. Because if someone's going to release a four, I mean, this is a five and a half year old bourbon. If someone's going to put out a four year old bourbon at a hundred bucks, it better be twice as good as this Green River right here. Otherwise, there's no reason for them to be charging that much. Now, I mean, there are things, I mean, of course, cost of operation and the products, if they have to contract distill or source or whatever. Um, But I mean, $50 it's all too apparent now that every time someone releases something, um, the price seems to be, this is our first product ever. It's a two-year-old bourbon at 50 bucks. You get a four-year-old product at a hundred. Um, and it kind of scares me to see that we are slowly hitting that price point adjustment. Um, especially with spirits becoming a much bigger seller and American whiskey growing from 2020 on, um, but I do notice from working on the retail side of that, I have a lot more customers who are looking into tequila because, you know, for $35, you can get an aged, a well-aged tequila um, aged in bourbon barrels, which just kind of hits home for some of these people here in Kentucky. It, it will be very interesting to see because I feel like at, at some point there's always a point where folks won't pay uh, it anymore. I don't think we're at that yet. But it also reminds me that you can find some very good brands uh, for mm-hmm. good prices. I think of Dickel and some, some others where you can get some older whiskey, like you said, uh, for a good price point. And that almost should be what you uh, put up against uh, <laughs> the, those new bottles. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I second that with Dickel. I mean, people can have their thoughts on them or whatever, but... No one has given you that age of whiskey um, and at that quality for the price point that they're doing. And 
I don't see that lasting too long with them, especially with the sourcing market just continuing to grow and people looking for those age statements to come back. Um, with them having 15, 16, 17-year-old juice on the market, I, I look to see Cascade Hollow kind of raising their prices a bit. Well, that makes me sad because they, they are putting out some good stuff now with Nicole, and I'm, I'm kind of sad. To, I think my wallet's going to be sad here too <laughs> as well. Uh, but I'm well. not sad uh, because uh, I appreciate you coming on, Chad, and, and thank you as always. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Thank you, Jonathan. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us here on the Bar Conversations is Hudson Valley. We got three out of the four. Unfortunately, one is being a good husband and is not joining us tonight. But we have with us Sarah and Richie Owens and Matt Farinelli. Did I say that right? Yeah. That's it. Good job, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized that afterwards. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go for it because I forgot to ask you how to say that. <laughs> that was perfect. Well, every now and then I do well. I think sometimes I'm better when I don't try. Because well, um, say- then I at least can blame it on. <laughs> so how often does that name ever get said correct, Matt? Um, Yours was the first successful attempt uh, in the last few that I can remember. So excellent job. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I, I, well, that's a good start to the show. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so Matt is on guitar. Richie's on drums. Sarah's vocals uh, on the female fronted country group here. Now this is bar conversations. And while we'll get into music in a little bit, I got to ask you guys drink anything good tonight. Yingling. Matt. <laughs> little whiskey neat little whiskey neat <laughs> wine. oh yeah nothing wrong we have that, all right? the food groups well, covered. I say we, wow the trash from left to right yes <laughs> I, I need to go get I, I could go out to my garage get tequila mezcal whatever i got a little bourbon tonight yep. so hey perfect you're in, you're in the right you're in the right zone you, you picked the right group <laughs> as none of well and yeah, well, I was gonna say you guys got a lot of a lot of good stuff there, and I, I uh, um, uh, like everything. And I'm a Yingling fan because I'm I grew up near Pittsburgh, oh. and uh, you know Yingling is close to my heart. Um, lo- love some some good whiskey wine. I'm a little iffy on just it just depends on the mood. But I guess you're relaxing, Richie. Is that right? You're on vacation nice, mode. Nice relaxation. <laughs> Normally, I drink beer, uh, bourbon. I was gonna say this is a this is a first for me. I know, Matt. <laughs> now i my first question is i was you know i was looking up stuff and uh i think matt lo- loves to do this on y'all's videos a <laughs> uh, little bit of a uh welcome to the show uh you you want to talk about can you talk about about how that got started all the fun the the bingo boingo uh videos y'all will put up <laughs> It's yeah, so there, there's a. <laughs> there's a radio public friendly version that we can definitely tell. <laughs> hey, we're we're on a podcast that we're drinking, but if you want to keep it PG thirteen, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> you know, on the off chance my mom's watching this, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep it family friendly. No, uh, uh, honestly. It started out with uh, there's a coffee shop uh, in downtown Nashville um, that has a name that's similar, and uh, 
jokingly, I always talk about how I bring the redneck street cred to the band. Um, or I used to say that before I really got to, to know everybody. I didn't realize how uh, representing New York uh, redneck Sarah and Richie were. So they, they have certainly <laughs> changed <laughs> the stereotype that I thought was going on. But anyway, I mispronounce words all the time. <laughs> So uh, I, I basically told the band in a text that they were asking where I was. I said, I'm, uh, I'm at some bingo boingo coffee shop. And uh, <laughs> they're like, where? <laughs> what is and I like, I like took a picture of the sign and sent it to them. And so, uh, yeah, it just became a thing became- after that. <laughs> and it's not it's not bingo boingo it's not all. real that's why it's the best no 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 it's not <laughs> so many people it's ask only, where is it where's bingo boingos and like you can't go there's there there's only one b it's blank cafe yeah and yeah bingo yeah. boingos were like what do you want <laughs> <laughs> H- had you been drinking something strong that day yeah, you know bingo boingo that, that morning the cafe. Yeah, no. yeah we I'll jack up on caffeine. On the right foot. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you all seem to be having, you, you enjoy having a little fun on TikTok, social media. I mean, is that just, I guess that's just probably y'all's personalities, just letting it shine through? For the most part. <laughs> what you see is what you see. <laughs> yeah, really. There's, there's, there's not a lot to this. This is it. We are just happy to be here. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't have to put on a show. We just. Uh... We are the show. We just we just <laughs> we just show up and have a good time and and fortunately, uh, you know we we do enjoy each other as people, uh, <laughs> not just as professional musicians. So uh, that always helps. Yeah, that that is true. I was gonna say. I mean, if if the whole band thing doesn't work out, are you gonna be a traveling comedy show? I mean, <laughs> have a little fun that way. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> whatever pays whatever pays the bills. We probably could. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, Sarah and Richie, you know, the husband-wife duo from from Hudson Valley. Um, how did the the band though come together with uh, with Matt and uh, Andrew, who's on on bass and is is doing his husbandly duties to, tonight? How did all of this come together? Um, Richie and I had moved down here in 2018 to Nashville. Um, and we were, you know, trying to put stuff together at the time uh, for me as a solo female artist. And uh, we just quickly realized that there was something missing in Music City and in the country genre uh, as a whole. Um, so we were like, you know, let's do this female fronted band type of a thing. And we were looking for people and we had met Andrew first and we had uh, some mutual friends from back home because he's originally from Jersey but we didn't meet until we were in Nashville. So we went out for drinks with him and his wife at the time, and we were having, you know, a good time. And somehow the band thing came up and Matt was the same way. You know, we, uh, we were looking for somebody and we had a mutual friend who had suggested that Matthew join our little, whatever we were doing at the time and uh, met him for drinks. And that was, you know, that sealed the deal. <laughs> it was instant. Yeah. <laughs> Me, Andrew, and Sarah, like as soon as Matt sat down, we talked for like 10 minutes. We're like, yeah, you want to be in a band? band? <laughs> 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 that was it. 
Did you know what you were getting into, Matt, when all that happened? Um, I'll say no, but I don't know. I don't think they knew what they were getting into. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, obviously it seems like you guys had a connection just from the the meeting because you you really didn't know anyone prior to, I mean, were you kind of shocked at maybe how well it all just kind of fit? Like, I mean, it seems to be like you're just one big goofy family. It definitely a meant to be kind of thing because it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, you couldn't have made it up. (laughs) It just worked. Now, you know, the name Hudson Valley, I'm guessing, is that just an homage to where you guys are from? Just as simple as that? Nothing too crazy? Nothing crazy. It's just a little nod to where I came from. And that was, you know, how it was. Me too. Well, I know. But when we were <laughs> picking the name, it was my, you know, like, hey, that's where I'm from. Let's do this thing. And ta-da. It worked. It, from what they've told me, I wasn't there when that, that happened. But from... It's just one of those things where it's like, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's like, why, how did we not think of this sooner? You know, it just was one of those things where it's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> that was exactly. I mean, so did you have, uh, did you have other name ideas uh, during that time before you settled on Hudson Valley or, or was it always kind of Hudson Valley? I mean, I don't know. After we met Matt, it was, you know, Sarah and the dipshits, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish she was. I wish she was joking. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, it was it, no Hudson Valley just stuck. Yeah. I was gonna say you guys can't tell that you get along at all. At all, I tell you. <laughs> Man, if Andrew was so now you're, it would be even worse. <laughs> so we're keeping it calm tonight with just the three out of the four. We we're keeping it calm then, right? Yes. Definitely. And Andrew, Andrew he is he's the he's the loose cannon. You never know what's gonna happen with that guy. And he's the I tell guy you. Of the world. It's so funny. <laughs> now, you know, for, for those that how would you explain your style of music or kind of how you go about when you guys get to get together and actually play a little music? You too. Oh, when we get together and just like jam out or write or what? any of it i mean because i'm guessing there's this is a way that you guys kind of attack things let's do this like if we're we're just like jamming out like we tend to do a lot of uh like i would say like train beat (laughs) 90s country you know like mess around with that but but we all have different like influences so like when it comes together you can see it you know so that that's what i think that's what makes us sound the way that we do because we all have these different little backgrounds that we pull from but you know it just if if we're just jamming it can be anything we're all over the place <laughs> we'll we'll be setting up for a rehearsal or whatever we're doing and uh we'll just bust out into uh like monkey wrench mm-hmm. just randomly we'll just start playing and just go into that or <laughs> Yeah, Stranglehold, or I think we did whatever, guitars and Cadillacs, Matt, like super honky tonk. Yeah, like, whatever Matt's pedal board is on, like he's like, oh, this sounds like it's whatever Matt does. That's how it happens. Whatever Matt does. So I mean, when we rehearse, it's Matt's fault. Whatever we play, it's true. 
Facts. So, I mean, do do all of you come from a country background, or or are there other rock or anything else in there too? Because obviously, I know you guys got a little bit of a, a rock influence on, on some of the songs for sure. But I mean, what what's the influences? I guess for for everyone, or at least maybe where you got your start. For me, it was '90s country, the big female voices, um, Martina McBride, Trisha Yearwood, Faith Hill, that kind of stuff. That's what got me into music. Um, like just wanting to do this. That, that was, that was my big thing, but you were totally the 180. I was the 180. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, my favorite band in the world is Rush. So I grew up everything Rush, but then as I got older, like into my late teens, it became like pop punk, punk rock, a little bit of hardcore, some metal. Uh, so like at my heart is like late nineties punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the first memory I have of singing a song was my dad getting me up on stage. I had to have been three, maybe four years old. I could barely talk, but I could sing Jolie Blanc in Cajun. Uh, I, knew, I knew the chorus. So I remember singing that song into a microphone uh, with my dad and, and our the family band that that uh, he had with my older siblings. And so, yeah. Speaking Country, of- Cajun. Les bon de la paix de yeah. That's how he's talking about Saturday after the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a couple more of these. <laughs> that's all I'll be talking. I think I've heard Andrew talk like that, too. <laughs> I think we have it recording. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, did, did, did your, uh, especially for, for Richie, how did you end up into country music or at least maybe that, that, that path? I don't want to call it the highway for sure, I'll but you. you know, obviously. Happy wife. Happy wife. <laughs> so what happened was, um, I've done my whole thing. I've done the touring with the punk bands and this and that and the warp tours. And, um, then I ended up playing with some cover bands back in New York. And then I joined a traveling, like pop, like crazy, like pop band, like everything you heard on pop radio, boy. like stuff that I hate. Uh, but it was great. Day. I had a roadie, like I had, it was great. Like I was set, I would show up, everything would be tuned, set up, ready to go, hit the last note, I'm out. And then I met her. <laughs> uh, I did a few more months of that. And then I was like, I can't be on the road all the time, so. He just wanted to be on the uh, road She'd be like, hey, I need, me. A, I need a, yeah, she's like, I need a drummer for my cover band. Uh, uh, we need to fill in. So I started filling in and slowly took his spot. Moved, moved his way in. <laughs> so we started playing together. and It's been this ever since. Yep. We're a duo. <laughs> so There's so many jokes. I here. know. <laughs> Let's move on. So, I mean, what I, I guess, you know, you, you talked a little bit about the music you grew up on. Um, just how big of an impact, though, did obviously getting to Nashville? How much did that change everything for y'all? And, and I mean, did that just set you on this path that you're on now of, of country rock and a, a lot of fun? Nashville has been a, a whirlwind. I mean, for me, at least, um, you know, it, it's. I think it was kind of a, a real test to everybody who comes down here is so talented. And, you know, a lot of them are the big fish where they came from, you know? So when you come down here and you're doing this, it's, you know, you're playing with the big boys. 
So everybody's trying to, you know, claw their way up to the top. So it's, it's definitely, uh, an adventure. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of hard work down here. We've, um, we've been, you know, so lucky and fortunate to do some of the things that we've done in such a short amount of time. And some of the opportunities that we've been, you know, given is, like mind boggling <laughs> how we've done some of the shit we've done, but you know, it's uh it's been so much fun. And I think it just makes us want to do this, you know, even more. Cause it's, it's like, it's right there, <laughs> you know? Well, Nashville has a lot of, of mystique about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it always has, you know, for me growing up in Texas and Oklahoma, you know, all of the, um, outlaw country guys like Willie Whalen, you know, uh, Merle Haggard, all those guys, there was kind of, uh, an anti Nashville movement then, but then like it, once you got into it, you realized that that was really a product of Nashville. So like they did, they weren't really anti Nashville there. It was just kind of a, a, a product, you know, and, um, I'm sure there was some truth to it as well, but, for me, it was always kind of a regional music thing. And then I just kind of realized that it's like, you know, to make it in Nashville is really, or to try to make it in Nashville is the true challenge. It's the real kind of the pinnacle of, of the genre because there are people begging for money on the street that play guitar and are more talented than I am. So if you can come and fight and, and work your way up and, and put in the hours, we call it cutting our teeth or paying your dues, you know, whatever you want to say, if you can come to Nashville and do it, you know, that you really did it, you know, that you're, you're really doing it because, uh, there's thousands of people here that, uh, that deserve, that deserve it, you know, for sure. I was going to say, I mean, you know, the, the journey of just this industry is one of the hardest things there, there is to do. I mean, how, how bumpy of a path was it? And did you guys ever think about stopping or did it just always push forward? Never thought about stopping, but I don't know. 2020, I had some doubts. <laughs> Goddamn. Like we were put in a situation where, um, we're told like, Hey, you guys can't work day jobs. You got to be ready to go. This and that. And, her and I, you know, we were penny pinching. It was so man, hard. It, it, it got really bad, and it's, it still slaps me in the face to this day. You know, some of the stuff, some I of the do, stuff like, we've done, <laughs> to, just to survive, like just to survive, like a week. And it, it's true, like everything you hear, like oh, you live. It it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Like it's still it's starving still, artist. Oh, oh it's a God, real thing. Like, it's, it's, it's a real like, thing. Like, yeah. Like, brutal like selling drum sets and selling snare drums and just to just to buy groceries groceries for the week and uh it's not good i mean but you know we lucked out we did pretty good we (laughs) we lucked out and we've held out which is a big very grateful for some certain places yeah you know but 2020 if we if there was ever a time that you had to rethink things and we've got a lot of friends who we're down here and doing the same thing that we've been doing. And so many of them went home, 
you know, because it was, that's what you're here for is to play. And when we couldn't play, it was like, what the hell do we do now? And we were on such a high from when we had put out our original, you know, our first EP and we had all of these accolades happening and we were, we had such a year set up for us for 2020, the shows, the festivals, all of it. And it was just daily, the text messages and the emails, Hey, we're going to move this to June or, Hey, we're going to maybe move this to July. And then it just never stopped, you know? So if there was, if there was ever a time that it got really bad, I think 2020, we all kind of put into perspective, what the hell are we doing? But luckily we stuck it out for the long haul, you know? Well, I was just saying, and you're putting out some <clears throat> brand new music, some good music. I mean, you got a brand new single, uh, Shut Me Up. I mean, uh, how, how did that come about? Why And why go that route? Uh, I feel like that's kind of an interesting take for, for a single for, for y'all. I think it was the fact that we weren't out playing. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> we wanted to get into the studio and kind of do something. And uh, that song in particular, because it is a, a cover of an Old Dominion song, um, it was just we had been playing it out as part of our show since we became a band. And so many people didn't know that it wasn't our original song. And I think that was actually surprising was that so many people thought it was ours. So when we had the downtime, it was kind of like, well, let's go to the studio. Let's record our version of what we've been doing. And, you know, it's uh, it's been a fun ride. And uh, Old Dominion was gracious enough to acknowledge us with it and it's it's been pretty cool but it was just a fluke that we wanted to do it <laughs> i mean richie was there any influence of of your uh, rock days on that one <laughs> what gives you that impression <laughs> that sounds just a little different than the yeah. than the original no, I, the mo the monster tom intro yeah really <laughs> yeah no that's you know oh yeah it's it's a it's a it's, it's a heavy hitter. It's a heavy hitter, but like not for nothing, the the, the original Old Dominion's version is that's a pretty banging song. It's so pretty like, rock you forward. Know, we, yeah. we, uh, it's funny too because like we started like you know I did the whole thing like I opened up a little bit like made it a little heavier with the symbols and and then Matt looked over we're in the studios we're in a Dark Horse studio in Franklin and Matt looks over he's like is that a beat free with his beard <laughs> and the guy's like yeah he's like. I'm going to put some organ on it. And he literally just played out the of organ. Flute, just went up there. He's like, here, cut this. And he walked up, started playing it. And he literally cracked the organ part, the B3 part. It just was because, cool. Just because he looked over. He's like, hey, what's that? What is it? And he went up there and he he played. Matt's one of those guys. Excuse my language. He's a dick. He plays everything. He plays everything. Like, hey, cool. You want a harmonica? Yeah, I've got eight of them right here. Multi-talented, if you will. So Matt's one of those guys. So he looked over and he laid the uh, the organ part down. It, and just, it was just and it added like it finished the song. It was amazing. It was pretty cool. I mean, Matt, what, what do you what do you have to say about that? <laughs> uh, well, I've never played a B three organ before, so I surprised myself a little bit. <laughs> but he's modest too. Modest too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do play piano. That was what I, that was what I started on, and I always tell people if they want to become musicians or even if they're later in life and they're they've always wanted to, I always tell them 
learn to play piano. It is so helpful. I mean, even when I'm playing guitar, a lot of times I am mentally thinking and plotting out the lines on a keyboard in my brain mm. and, and transposing it to the fretboard because I've been playing guitar since I was 13 and I'm older than that now. <laughs> um, but, but when I look at a guitar, I still don't see it like I do a piano. And I don't think I, you know, I don't think I ever will. Um, so anyway, that it was cool that I could just walk up to the B3 and play it, but I cheated a little bit. I knew how to play piano. So. <laughs> Like I said, he he's a modest man. He's a modest Mod. man. Now, you know, since you guys got got your start, I mean, you guys haven't technically been together super long. If you think about the whole big big picture of country music and and everything, have you guys kind of just evolved over time too? Especially, I mean, obviously you had the breaks. So I, I think that's always could be a reset. But I mean, how has the group kind of evolved, or how has the sound evolved? Anything like that? I think we've got more comfortable with each other. You know, I think that we play so often together that I know what these three idiots are doing before they do it. You know what I mean? So it's a, I I think that in itself has opened a lot for us because, you know, when we first started the band, you know, we, we kind of had like tunnel vision and this is what we thought we were doing and this is what we're gonna do. And this is the image we want and this is how it was going to sound and you know when we put out the uh album we every song on there is really different from the last for a reason it was you know it's meant to show that we're not a one-trick pony we can kind of do a little bit of everything if we need to but as we've gotten more comfortable as a band and actually playing with each other um i think it's uh it's just kind of opened the doors a little bit more for us because we know, you know, our faults and we know the things we're really good at. You know, So I think we've gotten more comfortable with uh, figuring out the songs we want to do and the style that we kind of want to go down. And I think in, definitely in the past year, we've kind of stuck to a particular image down here because we have been out and about around Nashville quite frequently. So now, now we've got an image to uphold down here. And I, I think it... Uh, I think it kind of fits us. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that in itself is a lot of how we've changed because when we first started, we weren't really sure where to go, but now it's a, I think we kind of got a, a thing we're going like down the stage show too. Like, oh yeah. My favorite thing is like, you know, Sarah commands a stage, but my favorite thing is when like Andrew and Matt, they have a thing where Matt will walk over and Andrew will be like, all right, he's walking over this side and they'll swap sides and, Matt will start singing on an Andrew's thing and like work Andrew's side of the crowd. Andrew will jump off the stage, get in the crowd of people and like start singing with people and then jump back up and go back into places. Like it just, it's, it's, you know, it's, we've, we've gotten yeah, so comfortable. Really yeah. Except for when Matt gets on Andrew's mic, he's got to squat down a foot and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I just give it that Zach Wilde power stance. Yeah. <laughs> power like, stance. You look so tall. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I was gonna say, I mean, what 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 can folks expect when they when they go see you live? Because it seems like it's a lot of fun. That one's Matt. Matt, you take you take that one. <laughs> well, there's something for everybody, mm. you know. Uh, when I remember first kind of playing, I would be playing guitar, but then I'd just be watching 
Richie because I hadn't ever seen a drummer that could like throw the sticks and twirl them and, and keep the beat going, you know, <laughs> from where I'm from, a small town of Oklahoma. I was just lucky to find a drummer that could keep the beat. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that, that's, uh, so entertaining, uh, to me, but then, you know, for, uh, for music lovers and, and vocalists, you know, we've, we've incorporated a ton of three-part harmony stuff and, yeah. and still, still to this day, like our song, uh, baby goodbye, which was like one of the first singles i think or you know i mean yeah. it's just an early song that that was recorded you know when we do it live we do a break and we sing the first part of the chorus in acapella three-part harmony and it that one part makes that like my favorite song of ours that we do still to this day just because of that that one little change from like the recording to the live show so uh you know just little Little moments like that, there I call them magic moments or whatever you know. There's there's just things like that, and they happen all throughout the show. So for people in the crowd, we we hope that we're feeling that. So we hope it comes across because it's authentic, you know. Well, then I think I, I was gonna say I think I saw too where you know with with some of the things you guys have going on, you, you'll take a, a request every now and then and. And play that. Uh, how, how was uh, Stacy's mom? And uh, how did that guy? How did that go? <laughs> These boys will try anything once. <laughs> so that one's not going to go in the rotation. No. <laughs> I think we did. I think we did just enough of it to justify keeping the the person's money that requested it. You know, it's like we have to do something. They threw money at us, you know. We can't not do it. We can't not. We do like won't look at money and be like, hey, do this and be like, yeah, no. Keep the money. It's like if you give us money, we will we're gonna damn near try anything. If you want to hear it real bad. If you want to hear it really bad, we can play it for you really bad. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it goes. We have respect for the audiences requests you know more than our own dignity oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love that but i mean that also just goes to that's who you guys are you guys are there to have a good time you're also there to to put on a show for folks and that's what they're getting you know like i mean playing it at, at all red and earning some residencies kind of across nashville how how has that been and what has that done for y'all life-changing oh yeah it's seriously been game changer for us the uh particularly with the old red family and the Opry family, the things that they've been, you know, the things that they've given us and been able to do, it's been awesome. We've, uh, we're forever in debt to them for the way that they've treated us and helped us through, you know, during the pandemic and uh, the opportunities that they've given us. Like we've played outside of the Opry, we've done the Ryman, you know, we've done so many things that we have, no reason to be doing but we're very we're very thankful for it yeah they they've been they've been so good to us um and you know they true we're truly family you know i mean it it feels that way they treat us like family they feel like family to us i know and 
I mean, they could, they can ask us to do anything, you know, they're like, Hey, these people canceled last minute. We're there. Hey, we've got this event and, uh, you know, we need somebody who can do a, a little acoustic set, you know, can you and Sarah do this? And it's just like, absolutely. We'll be, you know, hundred percent because, you know, I come from a big family and it's a community and everybody takes care of each other. And to have that type of feeling in, uh, in Nashville in the professional yeah. sense, I mean, it's just, it's so amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. So, well, I mean, you know, you guys obviously have, have been able to, to do this pretty successfully. Now you've been able to put out some, new, some songs working on some new stuff. I mean, when you're working on new songs or, or, or even just, going kind of through the writing process and all that how how does that work for for y'all are you pulling from past experiences ideas that come together maybe kind of just it's a story that came into your head how, how does it work for y'all because i always love to hear how how it works for for folks because i feel like it's different for everyone or when you wake up <laughs> I, I literally this is so dumb so i literally woke up it was two days ago yesterday yeah, it was yesterday i woke up I was singing a song into my phone in my dream and I kept hearing it. So I literally grabbed my phone and whispered the song into my phone while Richie was sleeping because I had dreamt it. <laughs> like, she woke up, she had like, she like, like mumble like a few words and like, <laughs> like I was doing this. had the whole vocal medley. Like I have the whole chorus down and I showed him, he's like, like I'm whispering it, but I was like, that's all I needed. But um, I, I know for me personally, when, writing the songs and aside from this song that we put out um being a cover i've had a hand in every single one that we've put out um we have definitely dabbled since then as a band and that's like definitely the route we want to go down uh so we've got a couple under our belt like as a, a group writing together um but for the ones that i've put out that people can hear currently uh i think pulling from past experiences um and you know experiences of people that i know helps a lot um because i love that narrative of country music of like writing a story telling a story in a song um so i, I think when you've kind of got some truth behind it 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 comes across that way and it's a, a lot easier to write when you're not making shit up. So that helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes them relatable. I mean, yeah. if, if they can f see themselves or even someone they know, that's when they go, they can sing along and go, that's so-and-so in my, in my life. And that, that's gotta be a, a connection. Absolutely. You can tell when it's real and when it's fake too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I could say there was a formula to it, but, I've had to shelf like an idea for years and then like four years later, it, I'll be like, Oh, and I can finish the song. And then I've also been in the shower and like had to turn the water off and jump out and grab a pen and piece of paper and write an entire song, three verses, a chorus and a bridge without any, any break, you know, like 10 minutes and the whole song is just written because it just hits you. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those things where it, it's an amazing feeling, but it's also like so frustrating because oh, it's, so it's like, uh, can I just knock one of these uh, shower songs out every morning? Like, can we just do that? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not it's for me. It's not uh, not that easy. But, you know, it's just there's different different methods, different things. When I get like a writer's block thing, I will 
go listen to either the radio or I'll just like type in a, a Pandora station or which, you know, that's so funny. I'm using that lingo. I don't even know if Pandora is a thing anymore, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a- aging myself. Uh, but anyway, I'll listen to other people's songs and like, if I hear a song and they're saying something, I'll treat it like a debate or an argument. So then like, I will write a song that is like a rebuttal to whatever they were singing about. So, you know, I just try to think of different ways to, to find inspiration and, and write, but yeah, it's certainly, it certainly helps to have. Sarah and Richie and Andrew and, and bring ideas together, and we'll, you know, to pull from instead of just trying to do it yourself. Oh yeah. And we'll get those random, like the group texts cause we're in a Hudson Valley group text. Mm. Like Matt will just randomly send a chorus <clears throat> or, or Sarah I'll will send just a, randomly yeah. send a chorus. Yeah. And like, all right, let's run with it. You know, we did it last week. I'm like, I, something came to my head. I'm like, I've got this idea. I've got a title. This is what it sounds like to me. And it's like, Andrew, like you know, one of those and then Andrew's randomly like, hey, Matt, here's a guitar riff. Yeah, that happened like yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. I still think like Andrew wrote that one song that Which I one? love that you and him do together. Oh, I wrote that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I can't remember what Andrew it's called. Andrew came up with this riff and him and Sarah sat down and wrote it in like minutes. Yeah. It, it was so good. And they've done it at shows like back in the day at Sutler. Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. the break and like, oh, man. It was cool. Like, when we're, when we're on it, we're on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or when you're dreaming about it, it just comes comes to you. I guess. I don't know what the hell happened. It woke me up. I was like, what the heck? Okay. Thanks for not waking me up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, for for what you guys are, are, are able to do, you know, people kind of just, you know, this is a lot of folks' dreams. You know, like you were talking about, it's Nashville's where, where you want to go if you want to get into this industry. Did you, industry, did you ever expect this to be your life or... You know, I mean, what, I mean, are you kind of, do you ever pinch yourself and go, I can't believe I'm doing this? This is all I've ever wanted. So, you know, that I've never, I've never wanted to do anything else. So, I mean, it's definitely been, um, trying and, uh, testing of my patience because <laughs> I've professionally been doing this since I was six. So it, it's, and I'm not six anymore <laughs> so it's, just like matt's it's not 13 long, anymore <laughs> yeah it's been a very long time uh and it's you know there are moments and definitely experiences that we have had that are pinch me moments um but as far as you know wanting to do anything else or ever believing that this could be my life i've, I've always hoped it would be you know, because this is what I always wanted to do. So I, I'm I'm glad that I just found some people who see who see that too and want to be you know doing what what I'm doing. So it, it's a uh, it's it's been so far so good. Yeah, and the fact that Matt and Andrew like again like because you know Sarah and I at the beginning when we came down here, Andrew's been us. He's been with us since day, day one. one. Yeah, like and he's like he's like I ain't giving up on you guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Like can't thank him enough. And Matt, I mean. Now that they're just along. in it's, it now. Like <laughs> they're we're stuck. All in it together. Ride or die. That's it. Ride That's or die, it. baby. And uh, you know, for my my last question, uh, to kind of wrap things up, obviously, if folks want to find out more. They can go to HudsonValleyBand.com, Follow you guys on social media. 
Yeah. You know, what can folks expect from you for the rest of the year? I mean, what what do you guys? What can you tell us that is recorded that you won't get yourselves in trouble for? Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd put that that in there so you don't get yourselves in trouble with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, we've been in the studio this year already a couple times. Um. We've got a handful of songs that we plan to release this year. Not entirely sure how we're going to release it yet, whether it's going to be, you know, like a full body of work, like an EP type of a thing or a couple singles or a couple singles and maybe the whole thing. We know we haven't we haven't gotten to the logistics of it yet. Um, but I think that the next thing that will happen uh, for our fans and the people who follow us um, is that we are doing a project right now that is near and dear to our hearts. And uh, I think that anybody who knows our catalog of songs will be very happy to hear this little change up of things that we're doing. So uh, I think it'll be well received. We're excited to do that, but that'll be sooner rather than later. For our friend. For our, fr for our friend, yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, Matt, Sarah, Richie, I, I appreciate y'all taking the time, having a drink, and, and, and just, just having a good time. I appreciate it. Of Thank course. So Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate you. Yes. This has been so much fun. <laughs>